0: uh it's really, I'm talking about Pentecost, but I want to go back here from the beginning. Now, uh, you know, in this day and time, there is what we call the principle of seed, time, and harvest. That's how God started started setting it, everything all up. Now, one of the promises given at the time was the law of seed, time, and harvest. While the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will always be shall not cease. There's always going to be a planting time in our life and a harvesting time. As we walk through our life, we can see that daily. Uh, Now, when God created the first living thing, he gave it the ability to grow and multiply. If you are not growing, something is wrong. That means you're, you're stalemate. If you're stuck or you're dead, you have dead flesh, you're not able to grow daily from your mistakes or learn from your mistakes. That means you're stuck. You're not walking in, into the plentiness of God with seed time. And that's not always financial, you all. It's not always financial. Uh, on, on our day-to-day walk, we should be growing. And we're, we're going to look at Luke a little bit. So grab Luke 24. And we're going to jump down to one verse that we're, I want you all to focus on. This is after Jesus, you know, the, of, the last two sentences... Uh, when he rode into Jerusalem, rode in on the donkey, then he was uh, crucified and then he was resurrected uh, on on last Sunday. That was Resurrection Day. But before he left, you know, he went through the thing of uh, walking with the disciples on the road. Uh, the road, the two disciples he was walking with, and they couldn't, uh, they didn't know who he was Were doing all that talking. They was telling him, did you see what happened? Blah, 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 blah. And then we went went home with them and he sat down and had a meal. And when he broke the bread and did the prayer, their eyes opened. And when their eyes opened, he disappeared. Uh, So I'm going, going, I'm going to jump all the way down to verse 44. Then he said to them, these are the words he was in the upper room now he's back in the upper room and already done prove to uh judas not judas uh doubting thomas who he was you know he had to put out his hand because he didn't he didn't believe he had no belief when you read those scriptures you get an understanding there are many people that's walking in abundance they're holding on to your faith that they got your skirt tail holding on to your face but little do they know it doesn't make them right before God. This is an individual walk. Our relationship to Jesus is individual. It's not a group text thing. You can't get into heaven on a group text. You got to be an individual, an individual person. But, but anyways, verse 44 said, then he said to them, <laughs> excuse me, you're wrong. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the songs uh, concerning me. This is what Jesus said to them. Verse four to five said, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on dead that third day. 47, and that repentance and commission of sins should be preached in his name of all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Go back and read that one again. He said that uh, repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. He said starting right there at home. And that's what Acts 1 and 8 talks about. We start at home, but then we got to go out to all nations and to ours and into the highways and byways and tell somebody about the good news. We should live it daily. Verse 48 said, and said, and you are witnesses of these things. You are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed with power from Ohio, that That was that time. We're, we're living in a different time. We already know that what Jesus did when we looked at the early part of uh, the New Testament, we looked at uh, his life coming in and his uh, resurrection and going home, sitting on the Father's Father's uh, right hand, interceding for us. We know, we know all that. But just to give you a little background here now, ascension in Christian belief, the accent of Jesus Christ in heaven on the 40th day after his resurrection. Now, Easter begins the reckoning of the first day. Okay? just a little history. Now, what happened on the 50th day after the resurrection? Jesus was crucified at Passover time, and he ascended 40 days after his resurrection. Now, the 40 days after the resurrection, we don't have a whole lot in the Bible as to detail what he did. There was a couple of times they talked about when he walked on uh, the the road to Damascus with those two people. That was one time, and then when Mary them saw saw him, when Mary saw him uh, at at the gravesite, and she called him Rabana. Remember, the, remember all of that. That was in there too. Now, um, Jews of many nations had gathered in Jerusalem to celebrate the festival, and I'll tell you what that festival was in a few. It wasn't. Now, uh, even though he told them to go to the upper room, they already had a festival. They were supposed to have been uh, celebrated. That's why so many people were in town. But at the same time, Jesus was crucified during this celebration. Now, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Now, then there was 10 days uh, later uh, as a celebration of coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. 10 days after uh, the 40 days Jesus left, and then there was a 10-day gap there, and that's when Jesus had told them to go stay in the upper room un- until the Holy Spirit came. Now, time is for me. It, 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 that was that what was happening at that time. We live a day of time now. There, uh, You know, we get up in the morning, that's the day. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, but we are in control of that time. Now, uh, time is familiar to all of us, but sometimes it's hard to define and understand what time is. Now, uh, science and philosophy and religion and the arts have different definitions of time, but the system uh, is measuring, uh, it's consistent. For us, it's 24 hours is, is, is times. If you use it physically, that's 24 hours. But 24 hours to us, to you, might be different than 24 hours to me. My time is right now, time is based on what, you know, our seconds, our minutes, and our hours. hours. That, that's what it's really based on. And sometimes we say, uh, time is uh, like the past, a long time ago, a day before, yesterday, uh, Something that happened in 2021 or 202011 2011 or yesterday. It's a, it's a little, a little time a while ago, an hour ago, this morning. I, I was, uh, born a week ago, last week, last month. These are what we talk about time or times in the past. I'll say past times. That's, that's the definition is how we look at past time. Now, the Bible tells us there is a time it is best than a time we look at it. Get Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 15. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 15. Everything has a time. That's what God said. Everything everything has its time. Uh, Everything on earth has its own time, its own season. There is a time to be born, a time of death, planting and reaping, killing and healing, destroying and building, for crying, for laughing, for weeping and dancing, for throwing stones, for gathering stones, embracing and parting. There is a time for finding and losing, keeping and giving, for tearing down, for tearing and sowing, listening and speaking. There is also a time to love, hate, war, and peace. What God has given us is to to do. He's given us a job. (coughs) God has made promises to us, you all, but also he expects us to do something, too. That is our growth time. When we accept Jesus Christ in our heart as our loving Lord and Savior, we're we're in the kingdom of God. He just don't want us to be lacedaic, lazy, not doing anything, just laying around. No, there's a time to grow, and there's a time to rest. The best way for our bodies to heal is to lay down and rest. Your body cannot be restored unless you're running around, busy, 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 busy. Good. in Colossians uh, nine is where I'm going to start. What we do gain by our, what do we gain by all our hard work? And I have seen what difficult things God demands of us. Verse uh, 11 said, God makes everything happen at the right time. Think about this as I'm reading it, you all. God makes everything happen at the right time. Yet none of us can ever fully understand all he has done. He puts questions in our mind about the past and the future. I know the best things we can do is to always enjoy life. Uh, and I'll say that again. The best thing that we could do is always enjoy life. That's verse 14. Verse, uh, that was verse 12. Verse 13 says, because God's gift to us is the happiness we get from our food and drink and from the work we do. Everything God has done will last forever. Nothing he does can ever be changed. God has done all this so, so that we will worship him. He loves us so much. And how do we repay him? By we worship him. Worship is telling him how much we love him. We thank him for what he's doing to us. And that brings you closer to God, closer to God. Uh, verse 15 said, everything that happens has happened before. Nothing changes you all. And, and, and that's one thing I want to encourage you all to get in, in your heart. And and some of you are at a younger age, and I think most of us that's online is near fifty, or are, are are past fifty, nearing fifty or past fifty. So you can look back, look at your age whatever age you were. I can, I'll can. i take my age. I'm 75 years old, and I can look all the way back. When, after 16, a lot of it I don't remember, but I do have some glimpses of it because the Holy Spirit brings it back to my mind. But I learned all this stuff we go through daily. If we don't learn from it, we're going to go through it again. That's the trying of our patience. Now, verse 15 says, everything that happens has happened before. There's nothing new. Uh, and all that will be Already, all that will be has already been. God does everything over and over again. And my question to you this morning is, what are you live? What time are you living in? God gives all of us a choice. He gives us a choice as to how we want to live and what we can do. But if you haven't made up your mind what kind of choice you want to do, you're not growing. Get Lamentations 3. Verse 25 through 33. This is going, I hope I'm not going too fast, but you all can look at, listen to the replay to do this. Lamentations 3, 25 through 33. The Lord is kind to everyone who trusts and obey him. It is good to wait patiently for the Lord to save us. When we are young, it is good to struggle hard and to sit silently alone. When we, when we are young, it is good to struggle hard and to sit silently alone if this is what the Lord intends. Being rubbed in the dirt can teach us a lesson. have taught me a few of them. We can also learn from insults and hard knocks. The Lord will always reject us. He causes a lot of suffering, but he also has pity. Because of his great love for us. Now, the Lord doesn't enjoy sin and grief or pain. A, that, a lot of that is what the enemy does. And we just fall right into it. We say, that's God. No, we need to go back and learn the word. Get the Holy Spirit in you. And you'll get a better understanding of this. Now, I, I want to go head on. Now, the Jewish festival of Pentecost or the Shabbat was primarily a thanksgiving for the first fruit of the harvest, sweet harvest. But it was later associated with the remembrance of the law given by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. The church has transformed this in, the Christian church has transformed this in mainly to relate it to the resurrection or the gift of the Holy Spirit coming coming to us. Exodus 23 and 16 says, celebrate the festival of harvest. With the first fruit of the crops you sow in the field, that—that's the festival God gives. Gave the Jewish people many celebrations. When we celebrate different holidays, you all there's nothing like nothing wrong with that. When we celebrate just plain family gatherings. That's good that we go and we celebrate with family. Sometimes, you know, most of us don't even get together unless there's a death or something. That's the only time we get together. But uh, I do remember as a child, my mother had almost a celebration every Sunday because she would cook and our cousins would come over and eat. And then some of them want to take food back home. But that was her just her normal thing, celebration. And even now my sisters them, they have a habit of uh cooking every Sunday whoever wants to come and eat. But mostly they gather themselves eating. Because that's a fellowship. That's that's how we support. supposed that's what God tells us to do, to uh uh associate with each other. We fellowship with each other. Love on each other. Get a time to sit and talk and listen to the, some of the things that's happening. Maybe the wise one can give advice to the weaker ones. Uh, celebrate the festival of in-gathering at the end of the years when they gather in the crops. That's what the, the uh, Pentecost thing was actually was. Exodus 31, 12 through 17. Just explain it a little bit more to y'all. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, that's after he came off the mountain, you must obey my Sabbaths. This will be the sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Now, the Sabbath to us this day, you all, is, is actually Sunday and the Sabbath then, uh, and we don't know exactly what day it was. I, I've been trying. Some of the scriptures said different things and some of the theologians say different things. But it was the, the seventh day when they were supposed to rest. That's what the seventh was. You remember in the, when they were in uh, in the wilderness, the house that had come out of Egypt god provided the food and they told him uh, on the uh sixth day i think they got enough to last the seventh day so they didn't go out and pick up any. and those that hoarded or try to pick up enough to to last uh more than enough the next day when they got to use it, it was all full of worms we had to do do just exactly what god says we don't try to uh, he he's in charge of us, you all. Once once we decide to live in the kingdom of God, he's, he's in charge of us. Once we realize that Jesus is the son of God and he's already paid the price, he's already made the way, he always made, has already said that our time is important to God. It's, it's what we call the seed time that we plant and then we uh, harvest. We plant and we harvest. That's what life is all about as we go through life. Every day, you go through something, and you sit back, and you, re- you reap the benefits. If you don't plant nothing, you can't get nothing. If you're lazy, don't want to do anything, there is nothing that you can receive, but this is definitely a plant, a time of seed time and harvest.